Section four of Mrs. Peter Rabbit by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter nineteen. Old Man Coyote pays a debt. Some little seeds of goodness you'll find in every heart to sprout and keep on growing when once they get a start. Peter Rabbit. Matters went from bad to worse with Peter Rabbit and Little Miss Fuzzytail. Peter would have made up his mind to go back to his old home in the dear old briar patch on the green meadows, but he felt that he just couldn't leave Little Miss Fuzzytail, and Little Miss Fuzzytail couldn't make up her mind to go with Peter, because she felt that she just couldn't leave the old pasture, which had always been her home. So Peter spent his days and nights ready to jump and run from Jed Thumper, the gray old rabbit who thought he owned the old pasture, and who had declared that he would drive Peter out. Now Peter, as you know, had an old friend in the old pasture, Tommy Tit the Chickadee. One day Tommy took it in his head to fly down to the green meadows. There he found everybody wondering what had become of Peter Rabbit, for you remember Peter had stolen away from the dear old briar-patch in the night, and had told no one where he was going. Now one of the first to ask Tommy Tit if he had seen Peter Rabbit was Old Man Coyote. Tommy told him where Peter was and of the dreadful time Peter was having. Old Man Coyote asked a lot of questions about the old pasture and thanked Tommy very politely as Tommy flew over to the Smiling Pool to call on Grandmother Frog and Jerry Muskrat. That night, after jolly round red Mr. Sun had gone to bed behind the purple hills and the black shadows had crept over the green meadows, Old Man Coyote started for the old pasture. Now he had never been there before, but he had asked so many questions of Tommy Tit, and he is so smart anyway, that it didn't take him long to go all through the old pasture and to find the bullbriar castle of old Jed Thumper, who was making life so miserable for Peter Rabbit. He wasn't at home, but Old Man Coyote's wonderful nose soon found his tracks, and he followed them swiftly without making a sound. Pretty soon he came to a bramble bush, and under it he could see old Jed Thumper. For just a minute he chuckled, a noiseless chuckle to himself. Then he opened his mouth, and out came that terrible sound which had so frightened all the little people on the green meadows when Old Man Coyote had first come there to live. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! He he he! Ha ho he ho! Old Jed Thumper had never heard anything like that before. It frightened him so that before he thought what he was doing, he had jumped out from under the bramble bush. Of course, this was just what Old Man Coyote wanted. In a flash he was after him, and then began such a race as the old pasture had never seen before. Round and round, this way and that way, along the cow paths raced Old Jed Thumper with Old Man Coyote at his heels, until at last, out of breath, so tired that it seemed to him he couldn't run another step, frightened almost out of his senses, old Jed Thumper reached his bullbriar castle and was safe. Then old man Coyote laughed his terrible laugh once more and trotted over to the tumble-down stone wall in which his keen nose told him Peter Rabbit was hiding. One good turn deserves another, and I always pay my debts, Peter Rabbit, said he. You did me a good turn some time ago down on the green meadows, when you told me how Granny and Reddy Fox were planning to make trouble for me by leading Bowser the Hound to the place where I took my daily nap, and now we are even. 
I don't think that old gray rabbit will dare to poke so much as his nose out of his bullbriar castle for a week. Now I'm going back to the green meadows. Good night, Peter Rabbit, and don't forget that I always pay my debts. Good night, and thank you, Mr. Coyote, said Peter, and then, when old man Coyote had gone, he added to himself in a shamefaced way, I didn't believe him when he said that he guessed we would be friends. Chapter 20 Little Miss Fuzzytail Whispers Yes Love is a beautiful, wonderful thing. There's nothing quite like it on all the green earth. Tis love in the heart teaches birdies to sing, and gives the wide world all its joy and its mirth. Peter Rabbit Peter Rabbit was finding this out. He had always been happy, for happiness had been born in him. But the happiness he had known before was nothing to the happiness that was his when he found that he loved little Miss Fuzzytail, and that little Miss Fuzzytail loved him. Peter was sure that she did love him, although she wouldn't say so. But love doesn't need words, and Peter had seen it shining in the two soft, gentle eyes of little Miss Fuzzytail. So Peter was happy in spite of the trouble that old Jed Thumper, the big gray rabbit who was the father of little Miss Fuzzytail, had made for him in the old pasture. He had tried very hard, very hard indeed, to get little Miss Fuzzytail to go back with him to the dear old briar patch on the green meadows. But in spite of all he could say, she couldn't make up her mind to leave the old pasture, which, you know, had been her home ever since she was born and Peter couldn't make up his mind to go back there and leave her, because, why, because he loved her so much that he felt that he could never, never be happy without her. Then, when old Jed Thumper was hunting Peter so hard that he hardly had a chance to eat or sleep, had come old man Coyote the wolf and given old Jed Thumper such a fright that for a week he didn't dare poke so much as his nose out of his bullbriar castle. Now, although old man Coyote didn't know it, his terrible voice had frightened little Miss Fuzzytail almost as much as it had old Jed Thumper. You see, she had never heard it before. She didn't even know what it was, and all that night she had crouched in her most secret hiding place, shivering and shaking with fright. The next morning Peter had found her there. She hadn't slept a wink, and she was still too frightened to even go look for her breakfast. "'Oh, Peter Rabbit, did you hear that terrible noise last night?' she cried. "'What noise?' asked Peter, just as if he didn't know anything about it. "'Why, that terrible voice!' cried little Miss Fuzzytail, and shivered at the thought of it. "'What was it like?' asked Peter. "'Oh, I can't tell you,' said little Miss Fuzzytail. "'It wasn't like anything I had ever heard before.' It was something like the voice of Hooty the Owl and the voice of Dippy the Loon and the voice of a little yelping dog all in one, and it was just terrible. Oh, replied Peter, you must mean the voice of my friend, Old Man Coyote. He came up here last night just to do me a good turn because I once did him a good turn. Then he told all about how Old Man Coyote had come to the Green Meadows to live and how he was smarter than even old Granny Fox, but he didn't tell her how he himself had once been frightened almost out of a year's growth by that terrible voice, or that it was because he hadn't really believed that old man Coyote was his friend that had led him to leave the old briar patch and come up to the old pasture. Is, is he fond of rabbits? asked little Miss Fuzzytail. Peter was quite sure that he was. 
"'And do you think he'll come up here hunting again?' she asked. Peter didn't know, but he suspected that he would. "'Oh, dear!' wailed little Miss Fuzzytail. "'Now I never, never will feel safe again!' Then Peter had a happy thought. "'I'll tell you what,' said he. "'The safest place in the world for you and me is my dear old briar-patch. Won't you go there now?' Little Miss Fuzzytail sighed and dropped a tear or two. Then she nestled up close to Peter. "'Yes,' she whispered. Chapter 21 Peter and Little Miss Fuzzytail Leave the Old Pasture A danger past is a danger past, so why not just forget it? Watch out instead for the one ahead until you've safely met it. Peter Rabbit as soon as little Miss Fuzzytail had agreed to go with him to make her home in the dear old briar-patch down on the green meadows, Peter Rabbit fairly boiled over with impatience to start. He had had so much trouble in the old pasture that he was afraid if they waited too long, little Miss Fuzzytail might change her mind, and if she should do that, well, Peter didn't know what he would do. But Peter, who always had been so happy-go-lucky, with no one to think about but himself, now felt for the first time responsibility. That's a big word, but it is a word that everybody has to learn the meaning of sometime. Johnny Chuck learned it when he made a home for Polly Chuck in Farmer Brown's orchard and tried to keep it a secret so that no harm would come to Polly. It means taking care of other people or other people's things and feeling that you must take even greater care than you would of yourself or your own things. So while Peter himself would have been willing to take chances, and might even have made the journey down to the dear old briar-patch in broad daylight, he felt that that wouldn't do at all for little Miss Fuzzytail, and that he must avoid every possible chance of danger for her. So Peter waited for a dark night, not too dark, you know, but a night when there was no moon to make great patches of light, but only the kindly little stars looking down and twinkling in the friendly way they have. At last there was just such a night. All the afternoon little Miss Fuzzytail went about in the old pasture saying good-bye to her friends and visiting each one of her favorite little paths and hiding-places, and I suspect that in each one she dropped a tear or two, for, you see, she felt sure that she never would see them again, although Peter had promised that he would bring her back to the old pasture for a visit whenever she wanted to come. At last it was time to start. Peter led the way. Very big and brave and strong and important, he felt, and very timid and frightened felt little Miss Fuzzytail, hopping after him close at his heels. You see, she felt that she was going out into the great world, of which she knew nothing at all. "'Oh, Peter,' she whispered, "'supposing we should meet Reddy Fox, I wouldn't know where to run or hide.' "'We are not going to meet Reddy Fox,' replied Peter, "'but if we should,' All you have to do is just to keep your eyes on the white patch on the seat of my trousers and follow me. I have fooled Reddy so many times that I'm not afraid of him. Never in all his life had Peter been so watchful and careful. That was because he felt his responsibility. Every few jumps he would stop to sit up and look and listen. Then little Miss Fuzzytail would nestle up close to him, and Peter's heart would swell with happiness and he would feel oh so proud and important. Once they heard the sharp bark of Reddy Fox, but it was a long way off, and Peter smiled, 
for he knew that Reddy was hunting on the edge of the green forest. Once a dim shadow swept across the meadow grass ahead of them. Peter dropped flat in the grass and kept perfectly still, and little Miss Fuzzytail did just as he did, as she had promised she would. Wh what was it? she whispered. I think it was Hooty the Owl, Peter whispered back, but he didn't see us. After what seemed like a long, long time, they heard Hooty's fierce hunting call, but it came from way back of them on the edge of the old pasture. Peter hopped to his feet. Come on, said he. There's nothing to fear from him now. So slowly and watchfully Peter led the way down across the green meadows while the little stars looked down and twinkled in the most friendly way, and just as jolly, round, red Mr. Sun started to kick off his bedclothes behind the purple hills, they reached the dear old briar-patch. "'Here we are!' cried Peter. "'Oh, I'm so glad!' cried little Miss Fuzzytail, hopping along one of Peter's private little paths. Chapter 22 Sammy Jay Becomes Curious Learn all you can about others, but keep your own affairs to yourself. Peter Rabbit Of course it was Sammy Jay who first found out that Peter Rabbit was back in the dear old briar-patch. Sammy took it into his head to fly over there the very morning of Peter's homecoming. Indeed, little Miss Fuzzytail hadn't had time to half-see the dear old briar-patch, which, you know, was to be her new home, when Peter saw Sammy Jay coming. Now Peter was not quite ready to have all the world know that there was a Mrs. Peter, for, of course, that was what little Miss Fuzzytail was now that she had come to make her home with Peter. They wanted to keep by themselves for a little while and just be happy with each other. So as soon as Peter saw Sammy Jay headed towards the old briar-patch, he hid little Miss Fuzzytail under the thickest sweet-briar bush, and then hurried out to the nearest sweet clover-patch. Of course Sammy Jay saw him right away, and of course Sammy was very much surprised. "'Hello, Peter Rabbit! Where'd you come from?' he shouted, as he settled himself comfortably in a little poplar tree growing on the edge of the old briar-patch. "'Oh,' said Peter, with a very grand air, "'I've been on a long journey to see the great world.' "'Which means,' said Sammy Jay with a chuckle, "'that you've been in the old pasture all this time, "'and let me tell you, Peter Rabbit, "'the old pasture is a very small part of the great world. "'By the way, Tommy Tit the Chickadee was down here the other day "'and told us all about you.' He said that you had fallen in love with little Miss Fuzzytail, and he guessed that you were going to make your home up there. What's the matter? Did her father, old Jed Thumper, drive you out? No, he didn't, snapped Peter angrily. It's none of your business what I came home for, Sammy Jay, but I'll tell you just the same. I came home because I wanted to. Sammy chuckled, for he dearly loves to tease Peter and make him angry. Then the imp of mischief who seems always to live just under that smart cap of Sammy's, prompted him to ask, Did you come home alone? Now Peter couldn't say yes, for that would be an untruth, and whatever faults Peter may have, he is at least truthful. So he just pretended not to have heard Sammy's question. Now when Sammy had asked the question, he had thought nothing about it. It had just popped into his head by way of something to say. But Sammy Jay is sharp, and he noticed right away that Peter didn't answer, but began to talk about other things. Ha-ha! thought Sammy to himself. I believe he didn't come alone. 
I wonder now if he brought Miss Fuzzytail with him. Right away, Sammy began to peer down into the old briar patch, twisting and turning so that he could see in every direction, and all the time talking as fast as his tongue could go. Two or three times he flew out over the old briar patch, pretending to try to catch moths, but really so that he could look down into certain hiding places. The last time that he did this, he spied little Mrs. Peter, who was, you know, Miss Fuzzytail. At once Sammy Jay started for the green forest, screaming at the top of his voice, Peter Rabbit's married! Peter Rabbit's married! Chapter 23 Peter Introduces Mrs. Peter It's what you do for others, not what they do for you, that makes you feel so happy all through and through and through. Peter Rabbit Peter Rabbit made a wry face as he listened to Sammy Jay shrieking at the top of his voice as he flew through the green forest and over the green meadows. Peter Rabbit's married! Peter Rabbit's married! He saw the merry little breezes, who, you know, are the children of old Mother West Wind, start for the dear old briar patch as soon as they heard Sammy Jay, and he knew that they would be only the first of a lot of visitors. He hurried to where Mrs. Peter was hiding under a sweetbriar bush. "'Do you hear what that mischief-maker Sammy Jay is screaming?' asked Peter. Mrs. Peter nodded. "'Don't—don't don't you think it sounds kind of—well, kind of nice, Peter?' she asked in a bashful sort of way. Peter chuckled. "'It sounds more than kind of nice to me,' said he. "'Do you know I used to think that Sammy Jay never did and never could say anything nice, but I've just changed my mind. Though he isn't saying it to be nice, it really is the nicest thing I've ever heard him say. We haven't been able to keep our secret, so I think the very best thing we can do is to invite everybody to call.' Then we can get it over with and have a little time to ourselves. Here come the merry little breezes, and I know that they will be glad to take the invitations for us. Mrs. Peter agreed, for she thought that anything Peter did or suggested was just about right. So the merry little breezes were soon skipping and dancing over the green meadows and through the green forest with this message. Mr. and Mrs. Peter Rabbit will be at home in the old briar patch to their friends tomorrow afternoon at shadow time. Why did you make it at shadow time? asked Mrs. Peter. Because that will give all our friends a chance to come, replied Peter. Those who sleep through the day will have waked up, and those who sleep through the night will have not gone to bed. Besides, it will be safer for some of the smallest of them if the black shadows are about for them to hide in on their way here. "'How thoughtful you are,' said little Mrs. Peter, with a little sigh of happiness. Of course, everyone who could walk, creep, or fly headed for the old briar-patch the next day at shadow-time, for almost everyone knows and loves Peter Rabbit, and of course everyone was very anxious to meet Mrs. Peter. From the smiling pool came Billy Mink, Little Joe Otter, Jerry Muskrat, Spotty the Turtle, and Old Grandmother Frog. From the green forest came Bobby Coon, Unc Billy Possum, and Mrs. Possum, Prickly Porky the Porcupine, Whitefoot the Wood Mouse, Happy Jack the Gray Squirrel, Chatterer the Red Squirrel, Blacky the Crow, Sammy Jay, Old Mr. Buzzard, Mr. Mockingbird, and Sticky Toes the Tree Toad. 
From the Green Meadows came Danny Meadow Mouse, Old Mr. Toad, Digger the Badger, Jimmy Skunk, and Striped Chipmunk, who lives near the old stone wall between the edge of the Green Meadows and the Green Forest. Johnny and Polly Chuck came down from the old orchard, and Drummer the Woodpecker came from the same place. Of course Old Man Coyote paid his respects, and when he came everybody but Prickly Porky and Digger the Badger and Jimmy Skunk made way for him with great respect. Granny and Reddy Fox and Hooty the Owl didn't call, but they sat where they could look on and make fun. You see, Peter had fooled all three so many times that they felt none too friendly. Very proud looked Peter as he stood under a bramble bush with Mrs. Peter by his side and introduced her to his many friends, and very sweet and modest and retiring looked little Mrs. Peter as she sat beside him. Everybody said that she was too sweet for anything, and when Reddy Fox overheard that remark he grinned and said, Not for me. She can't be too sweet for me, and I hope I'll have a chance to find out just how sweet she is. What do you suppose he meant? Chapter 24 Danny Meadow Mouse Warns Peter Rabbit Good advice is always needed, but alas, is seldom heeded. Peter Rabbit Danny Meadow Mouse waited until all the rest of Peter Rabbit's friends had left the old briar patch after paying their respects to Peter and Mrs. Peter. He waited for two reasons, did Danny Meadow Mouse. In the first place, he had seen old Granny Fox and Reddy Fox hanging about a little way off, and though they had disappeared after a while, Danny had an idea that they were not far away, but were hiding so that they might catch him on his way home. Of course, he hadn't the slightest intention of giving them the chance. He had made up his mind to ask Peter if he might spend the night in a corner of the old briar patch, and he was very sure that Peter would say he might, for he and Peter are very good friends, very good friends indeed. The second good reason Danny had for waiting was this very friendship. You see, Peter had been away from the Green Meadows so long that Danny felt sure he couldn't know all about how things were there now, and so he wanted to warn Peter that the Green Meadows were not nearly as safe as before Old Man Coyote had come there to live. So Danny waited, and when all the rest of the callers had left, he called Peter to one side, where little Mrs. Peter couldn't hear. Danny stood up on his hind legs so as to whisper in one of Peter's ears. "'Do you know that Old Man Coyote is the most dangerous enemy we have, Peter Rabbit? Do you know that?' he asked. Peter Rabbit shook his head. "'I don't believe that, Danny,' said he. "'His terrible voice has frightened you so that you just think him as bad as he sounds. Why, Old Man Coyote is a friend of mine.' Then he told Danny how Old Man Coyote had done him a good turn in the old pasture in return for a good turn Peter had once done him, and how he said that he always paid his debts. Danny Meadow Mouse looked doubtful. "'What else did he say?' he demanded. "'Nothing, except that we were even now,' replied Peter. "'Ha!' said Danny Meadow Mouse. The way he said it made Peter turn to look at him sharply. "'Ha!' said Danny again. If you are even, why, you don't owe him anything, and he doesn't owe you anything. Watch out, Peter Rabbit, watch out. I would stick pretty close to the old briar patch with Mrs. Peter if I were you, I would indeed. You used to think old Granny Fox pretty smart, but old man Coyote is smarter. Yes, sir, he is smarter, and every one of us has got to be smarter than ever before to keep out of his clutches. 
Watch out, Peter Rabbit, if you and Old Man Coyote are even. Now, if you don't mind, I'll curl up in my old hiding place for the night. I really don't dare go back home tonight. Of course, Peter told Danny Meadow Mouse that he was welcome to spend the night in the old briar patch, and thanked Danny for his warning as he bade him good night. But Peter never carries his troubles with him for long, and by the time he had rejoined little Mrs. Peter, he was very much inclined to laugh at Danny's fear. What did that funny little meadow mouse have to say? asked Mrs. Peter. Peter told her, and then added, But I don't believe we have anything to fear from old man Coyote. You know he is my friend. But I don't know that he is mine, replied little Mrs. Peter, and the way she said it made Peter look at her anxiously. I believe Danny Meadow Mouse is right, she continued. Oh, Peter, you will watch out, won't you? And Peter promised her that he would. End of section 4 Recording by C.L.W. Rollins, Longview, Texas, July 2011